pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome once again to the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast for you on this Wednesday. Dan Bach in the driver's seat as always and uh, excited for our show today. Obviously we had a big announcement yesterday pertaining to an acquisition over at Roto Grinders. We're going to talk about that today and uh, we'll be joined by David Kitchen, that's right, of the Fantasy Insiders. Before we get to that though, quick thank you to Fantasy Draft for their fine sponsorship of this show. Make sure you check them out. Use that promo code GRINDERS. We've already talked about the Carolina Million, which is uh, their first foray into an NFL Live Final. And uh, remember, this weekend, $25,000 free roll. I know it's preseason. You might be like, Dan, I don't want to play preseason football. It's twenty five grand up for grabs in prizes and tickets over on Fantasy Draft. And it's week three, so at least you can build your lineup with real players rather than speculating maybe on the uh, third string wide receiver and uh, running back and tight end. So give it a look today. Again, uh, great stuff for them this football season. Player block over there, 25 different players. So uh, I think that's really impressive when you consider the uh, probably the number of higher volume guys we see this football season with the rake-free head-to-heads, great value for you as a player. So big thanks to them for uh, throwing their name here on this podcast. And uh, remember, use promo code GRINDERS when you sign up over there to get uh, your bonus and uh, obviously pay back a site that's allowing us to give you free content like this very podcast, like the happy hour show that we do uh, pretty much uh, every single day. So thanks again to Fantasy Draft. All right, so yesterday I've been hinting at this for the better part of a week, it seems, uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm a semi-suit over at Roto Grinders, so I'm privy to certain conversations. And, uh, and this has been in the works for a little while, but uh, we made it, uh, obviously made the announcement yesterday that Roto Grinders has acquired... Uh, Fantasy Insiders, uh, which is uh, a daily fantasy uh, content site that's uh, been around for a while. And this is something that is really exciting for me because it allows me to work with uh, one of my really good friends, somebody who I've got uh, mucho respect for in the daily fantasy space, uh, David Kitchen and his crew. And uh, we invited David on the podcast here today to kind of talk a little bit about that and uh, the history of of uh, Roto Grinders and Fantasy Insiders, the future, all that good stuff. David, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning. Hey, good, good morning, everyone. Good, good morning, Dan. I'm here. You are. It, it, 
And we have to let people know, David does the, uh, not quite the graveyard shift over there on Sirius XM, because 10 to mid, 10, or midnight to 2 sounds bad. It's actually pretty decent over there for the West Coast. You get a nice West Coast audience. Uh, oh, but- it's prime time real estate on Sirius XM. <laughs> but, but this time of year for football season, that's that, that, that uh, the station is, is, is really banging. But man, that's got to do a job on, uh, on like, the sleep schedule, because I've done radio for, well, the better part of, let's see, I'm 38, got into the business at 22, uh, do the math, that looks like 16 years, and when you do a radio show, people don't realize, like, you're so amped up afterwards, like, there's no way that you're just like, okay, show's over, I'm going to bed, at least I couldn't do that, I've got way too much energy after broadcasting to be able to, like, fall asleep, so I'm guessing, like, uh, do you have that same problem? With you, with the yeah, after your I mean, shows, there definitely has to be some wind down time because, uh, especially at the end, you're you're answering people's calls and questions. You know, you get all the truckers with their questions. Hey, I want to drop Odell. I want to drop Odell for this ankle sprain he's got. What do I do next? Like, uh, you've you've got a a bunch of different stuff to talk about uh, on that show because it's like a recap show. Uh, and we we also did like like DFS stuff when it's uh, when it's relevant, but it it makes sense this this move because fans, the the show on SiriusXM is actually mostly season long content these days when they're you know when because football it's like cash is king football is king over there on the channel with everybody playing seasonal fantasy football. Yeah, and if you. Probably, I'm sure most people might have read the uh, press release and, and heard exactly the plans. But ultimately, the goal is uh, to this football season move the fantasy insiders, some of their uh, daily fantasy content, into the Roto Grinders premium space, and then uh, eventually, um, and we'll start this season, but it'll really ramp up for next year is to turn Fantasy Insiders into kind of a season-long fantasy football brand, uh, an offshoot of Roto-Grinders, kind of be our, our season-long site. Uh, site. And, uh, and I think it's interesting. You know, this is something which uh, was an idea that, you know, when we first started talking, you know, kind of manifested itself. And I think part of it was because of what you're saying. You know, your, our XM show, 90% of it seemed to be season-long talk. Anyway, um, what do you want to? What do you want an insiders to become, though? Because there's a lot of season long sites out there. Let's face it; like you know, when we when we started the DFS space, we had a blank slate to basically create what we wanted to. And I want to talk about some of that a little bit later. But with season long, you know, there's so much competition. There's so much, th- so many different things going on already. Uh, give me an idea of like what you want insider season-long brand to become i think the season-long brand um is going to be an extension of what the daily fantasy brand was and that is just uh, a mixture of entertainment and also uh just information that you can find analytics we've already got some uh, some cool tools that we have we have talked about implementing and uh, i I think one of the the difference makers compared to everybody else is um I'm not going to lie, like a seasonal site is much easier to do 
than a daily fantasy site. When you take a look at all the money that uh, that we had poured into like optimizers and, and the different daily tools and all the, the daily content, uh, seasonal stuff, for the most part, you know, the traditional thing is a, a draft kit to prepare you for like with rankings. And then, uh, you know, you can plug your league in and see who you need to pick up with the waiver waiver wire. You read who the sleepers are. Like it's, it's, it's simple. It, it, it is simple compared to everything that goes into the daily side. So we want to continue doing those basics, but we also want to do a little bit more. And I think having the rotor grinders platform is something that will definitely benefit us having uh, some of the resources that are over there uh, or over here at RG. <laughs> Got to get over used to saying that. Over here at RG uh, is going is going to be is going to be fun. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, for those that for those that do not know, I live in Nashville, and uh, that's that's my home base. I'm one of the rare Nashville natives, and so uh, going into the RG office. You know, most every day of the week, especially when the third kid arrives soon, uh, that's it, it's fun. It's a fun office, and I hope to capture that on the RG side and also on the FI side. But if if all these sites, all these season long sites, are getting into daily or trying to get into daily, which you know there, are, some of that I have an issue with. Some of that I think, okay, well let's all get along. As long as you have good content, as long as you have good people there, let's all get along. But on the flip side, with seasonal continuing to grow as it is, like it's not it's not slowing down. I think it's important for uh, you know rotor grinders to have a season long extension, and that's why I you know I'm thrilled to continue to uh, to further the Fantasy Insiders brand because it's, it's like my baby. I mean, it's like we, you know we worked really hard from the ground up to build that with no outside revenue. It was built with daily fantasy winnings, and uh, and now with the Rudder Grinders resources behind it, I'm excited to see it take off even more. Well, I, I'll always I think it's important to learn from experiences. Uh, you oh, know, every, yeah. everybody along the way makes mistakes, and I my view of I never get mad when people make mistakes. I just get mad when people don't learn from their mistakes because then obviously, you know, you're not paying attention and you're not acknowledging your own faults. And I think that's important for everybody. So I, I wanted you to look back at, at fantasy insiders and, and what would you say is, what do you, you know, give me one thing that you think you, you learn most that, uh, that you can take from, you know, running that company that you might have either done wrong or that uh, you know was surprising to you that that you think is gonna gonna help you you know in this uh, pursuit of of making fantasy insiders you know uh, a big time season long brand. I made so many mistakes. I mean, that, that's uh, like I can't even name all the mistakes that we made. We you know everything was was done in. Um, in building the the brand, I, I think one of the, the the first mistakes was just not heavily investing in the the tools at first. Like we had, there's a lot of things that that we did right and had a a uh, you know a vision for. We were the the first like software as a subscription site, the recurring revenue site. Had the first 
uh, premium optimizer that's you know that actually worked. I think RG had like a, a beta that they were testing before that. Um, we had uh, the, we had we had the first daily fantasy accuracy where we had the first morning of podcast uh, thanks to you know you were obviously number one, but you had to do it mid morning. So we had the the first overnight podcast that people could listen to the first thing in the morning. And and the biggest thing is. Uh, mistake was not capitalizing on that stuff like having like when you think about being the first site to have an optimizer and not capitalizing on it uh, it just goes to show you there there were a lack of resources and number one I wish I would have gone to school for computer programming (laughs) just just because like yes some of that some of that stuff is outside of your control uh, you get frustrated because you, you can't do what you're wanting to do or there are problems with it. Uh, but there is there are a lot of mistakes. And and one of the I think the biggest mistakes is trying to hang on to all the equity at the time and uh, and not looking for any sort of outside raises. I mean, it's like it's like we, um, you know, we built something really awesome. But at the same time, you know, we've seen what's what these sites that that can raise money as far as the daily fantasy sites like DraftKings, how they overtook all these other sites that want to keep on to their equity. I think there's a similar something similar happened with uh, Fantasy Insider. Yeah, I mean, I I think people don't realize the value sometimes in in good development. And like you said, I mean, learning you know knowing how to code and and doing that is is uh, is a really important asset when you know trying to build and scale product and uh you know we're lucky we got some awesome people here at roto grinders who who are doing that and and i think it's 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 something that um not not enough people like look at and talk about like you see the tools that we have here you know even things like you know the uh the new database um uh, results, results db, DB that we have uh, I mean, that's just the first iteration. We've got some awesome add-ons that we're working on here that, you know, those things are, uh, you know, they're fun to conceive, but they're really, really hard to build. You know, right. really, really hard to build. And, you know, maybe too often we don't give the those people behind the scenes the credit that's due. But uh, I'll tell you what, they're incredibly valuable in kind of uh, you know, being able to offer the the innovative products and, and whatnot. And uh, I think it's pretty cool to be able to have you, somebody with a very good vision of things with, you know, now more resources to be able to implement those. And and that kind of segues into what you're doing here with RG as you are our creative director, which is cool. Yes. Like I'm, I'm really excited about this because I don't even think I, I told you uh, this, but like you even pushed me after you left you know, because I knew that when you left Roto Grinders the first go round, because people don't know, Dave was uh, the very first. He and I hosted the very first Grinders live shows that ever existed on Roto Grinders. I had this kind of idea that felt like a pretty good one at the time of live broadcasting. Google Hangouts kind of popped up as an option, and uh, and we had chatted. Um, I think on a podcast and I was like, man, this guy's got a good personality. He'd be perfect for this. And you kind of took the leap of faith with me and, uh, you know, created this grinders live. And obviously you see it today. It's a well-oiled machine, amazing production. 
Right. Uh, but it certainly wasn't that at the beginning. And I remember when you left, I said to myself, okay, well, I know Dave's going to do this, and he's probably going to do it better than we are doing it right now. And uh, I kind of got word that you were looking to add more production into what you were going to do live. And I said, okay, this ain't going to work. I'm not going to let him do a better product than me. And it really motivated me to kind of take the next step to kind of get to the level that we are right now with standalone producers and whatnot. And, uh, and I'm excited now that I have you a part of the team, so I don't have to worry about competing against you. That makes me feel that much better. Yeah, and on the flip, like, on the flip side, uh, yeah, we, we were the first. I mean, it's like it's like the niche daily fantasy sports. I, I kind of applied the, the same philosophy back then. You know, there wasn't as much research around back then. Uh, but I just started researching stuff and eventually found the software that that we we used and we were the first ones to use in the, in the, in the industry. And then I remember thinking, please don't let Dan find the software. Please don't let Dan find the software. Because we had afternoon shows, uh, uh, you know, uh, as well. But the thing is, producing and hosting at the same time and doing a lot of that stuff, uh, you know, it's a running joke about how I made like a technical error, at least one or two technical errors every show that I was late to the start. Like there's just a lot on my shoulders and I don't have to worry about that now. We can just like we can look at solutions and and we have a team to execute it and and uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff down the pipeline. And on and also on the flip side, like, I remember, like, just getting – I had to turn off the uh, the RG Twitter feed. Uh, I remember getting the, the Roadrunners newsletter that we're going to restart back up because every time I got that newsletter, which is only like two or three months, but every time I got the newsletter, it's like – you just see all the stuff that was going down, um, and and we never. Our goal was to never. Our goal was always to be the number two daily fantasy site. Like we net, we knew that that there was no taking over our gene. So we always said, let's be the number two site. But uh, you know, having having Rotor Grinders always announce this stuff. It's like, oh come on, we just got this feature. Now we have to, you know, now we have to keep up with that. Like it's comforting not having to worry about the new stuff at you know uh, at the biggest site because now hopefully i'll be helping with that stuff i'm stoked about the creative director uh stuff i mean we're going to be we're going to be doing some some things that basically one of the things i'm excited about is getting to do things i'm good at instead of the things i hate or suck at or should have paid people to do it fantasy insiders um so like we're going to be a lot of fun stuff. We're going to have some fun video media stuff, uh, social media. We're going to be implementing a lot of the uh, the community into a few projects. So uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the transition part to kind of be be done with, so we can focus on the new stuff at Fancy Insiders and Rotor Grinders. Yeah, and uh, in terms of the transition, I know you're reaching out to your subs and, and getting that all squared away, but. Uh, what are we what are we gonna see from the insiders uh, in the RG premium product this year? Do we have uh, do we got a game plan on on what's crossing over because you know I know that you obviously have an audience there and we're we're trying to build the best premium you know product that we can and being able right. to to add some of those things this year is is really exciting. We want to give people as much bang for their buck as they can get. So uh, what's the plan on that front? 
Yeah, we've got the uh, Davis Maddox Automatic Absolutes column. It was like the uh, the flagship, one of the flagship columns over there at uh, Fantasy Insiders. Just uh, a weekly in-depth column that uh, people came to to get used to as far as their their research. Um, also, Sammy Reed with the, the Reed Option, another extensive column uh, that will be uh, available to premium users. And then really excited about uh, the Swolecast. The Swolecast with uh, m- myself and Evan Silva and Davis Maddock and then uh, Dan Gasper, uh, Mr. Tuttle 05. Uh, and, you know, this is a, a fun show, one that uh, the plan right now is to have it premium. And uh, if we can do that, it's, you know, we, there's a lot of information that we give out on there. We go position by position. We look at uh, different like 2v2s and swaps and put together the, the start of a team. We won't finish a team. We'll put together the, the start of a team. Uh, but having having guys like like Silva and uh, break it down and Tuttle from a pure DFS side and then Davis kind of you know mixed in there and, and me giving <laughs> me giving the, the the quarterback in cash whatever the you know the the low price quarterback in cash is like that's it's gonna be fun and hopefully like my my hope and uh, you know don't don't hold us to it at least <laughs> initially but my hope is that uh, have it transcribed also on the site so that people can go position by position if they missed it and either follow along while reading you know the, some of the the bullet points that were made on the show or if they just missed the show they can go and uh you know just quickly scroll down the article and see who some of the favorite plays are yeah uh i think that's that show is you know one of the uh it's a great hybrid between entertainment and information that you can get. And I think that's, that's the key to be building, you know, successful daily fantasy content that, you know, kind of uh, differentiates itself from, from everything else. And you guys did an awesome job with that. So uh, I know that's one thing we are very, very stoked to kind of uh, bring on over. Uh, so let's see, uh, what, what else are, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you obviously play DFS, but NBA is your deal, right? That's your, that's your thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I like, I have enjoyed playing, playing baseball because of the, the serious XM, the show, like having to do the seasonal stuff and, and following along the seasonal stuff and also the daily side of things, um, had uh, a nice little uh, nice little win back in May on uh, Cinco de Mayo, yep. uh, so that it wasn't like Dan Bach money, but uh, <laughs> you know it was it was a nice little uh, nice little nuggets to to have. But there, you know, as far as like playing daily fantasy, uh, I'm excited to also like a lot of times I was handling like business stuff. I'm excited that I'm in an, an office that's you know, around five thirty uh, Central Time, you got most of the office that tra- that just transfers to Daily Fantasy, and it's perfectly okay. There's no like boss button where if <laughs> uh, if Cal walks behind, you have to switch to spreadsheets, right? No. Like like people are uh, people are researching and like calling out news, and I hear the NBA is even crazier. Uh, so this is. Uh, this is something that I'm looking forward to is having an office environment that, you know, not just not, not just allows daily fantasy play, but also encourages it, really. And that's 
I think that's how we get better. I think that's how new tools are born. So I'm excited to to get back into the uh, the DFS landscape even more. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. You know, I work from home. I live in Jacksonville. Um, but the RG office is really oh, like awesome. one of the best places you could possibly work. Uh, both in the regards to you know the fun of it, you know how casual it is. Yet you know when you get into those meetings um, and you start the back and forth, you know it, it's you, you the, the productivity goes through the roof. But like you said, there's also no expectation. Like you know if you're not building lineups the final hour before roster lock feel like something's kind of wrong with you. Like, you know, you should be doing that. You know, it's it should be building lineups and and then and then working on, you know, what your task to do in daily fantasy on the site that day. So uh it's a great environment and I know you've been working out of your basement for God knows how long. Oh. It's gonna be nice to have personal interaction here, right, Kitchen? Yeah. This is like a um Honestly, like not not to get like too deep into things, but this is like a a, a time of of almost like healing uh, for <laughs> for me, where where I mean right now I'm in a basement and uh, the the windows are closed. Like sometimes I would forget like to even open up the the windows. Like in the basement that it opened up to uh, to the the ground floor, there is there's something to be said about interacting with people in person and having that. Um, that feel as far as <clears throat> you're making a difference, like casual conversation. But as far as like a time of, of healing, when, when you are responsible for the, the whole site and uh, we talked about all those mistakes I've made and, and uh, you know, having, having to sit by the computer and answer all the customer service questions. If something breaks on development side, like uh, you know, having to be in charge of the upcoming season, I, having to also host, like it was a lot. And it, it was something where I, I thought, um, you know, this, it honestly happened around the time that you and I did that host mashup together on Sirius XM. Like, you know, this, this would be really cool. This would be really cool to, to walk into an office, not have like, not hear the footsteps of crying uh, babies upstairs and, uh, and and basically focus on on what I'm good at and leave the stuff that I sucked at to the the people that specialize in that area. You know, it's it's it can get it can get frustrating. And I uh, I have loved so far going into the office. The office environment is completely different than the typical office environment. Like they're like, you know, if you get here, uh, I think I think it was Can that said. Hey, um, are you planning on being here before eleven? I'm like, uh, uh, probably. Like, I don't know if that was a test <laughs> at first. Like, if he was testing uh, me, he's like, okay, I should probably get you a key because normally people don't start rolling into eleven. Oh, uh, Dave, my, I think my first time I I went to the office. And this is years ago. I got there at nine o'clock and I sat outside the office for like two and a half hours because nobody showed up. Until yeah. like eleven thirty, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, "What's going on? Like, like, yeah. do people actually come here?" But it, it's funny because the 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 it, it makes sense though, you know, because nobody's leaving there really before roster lock. You know, you exactly. you're staying there till 
till 7 Eastern, 6 Central. So uh, no reason to kind of deal with traffic going into Nashville. But it was uh, an eye-opening thing for me. I, I drank more coffee that morning than anything because I was like, what is going on here? So, uh, But that's the kind of casual yeah. a- atmosphere that we, that we kind of have there. Um, okay, you know, we don't want to spill the beans in terms of, ex- of you know, all the cool creative stuff that, that we're going to do moving forward. But give me, like, let's give the peeps, like, one idea that you might want to implement at RG here in the next six months. Because you're creative. You're the creative director. So what should yeah. we get creative with? Um, I mean, are you... you- you're okay with me kind of giving a, an idea out? An idea? Yes. You know, if you only have one, then we're in trouble. Okay. No, no. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I just don't want, you know, my main, one of my main uh, jobs there as creative director, I feel like is just to spend money. Um, uh, That's on it. Stuff and give, and give away money. But uh, okay. If you're, if you are allowing me the, uh, the creativity to, uh, to spill the beans, I think, one idea that we have is is like more media stuff that's uh, that's on the evergreen side of things that we give we give players a certain not like nothing like astronomical, but we give players the same amount of money in a staked competition and we see how they use it over the period of time like or we give them certain challenges as far as uh, you know, we say, all right, tonight you have you have to do this, or we give them like a scavenger hunt over the course of a week. You've got you have to enter these certain competitions, and at the end, let's see who has the most money left, and let's see uh, if you do that, you get another prize or get to move on to the next round. Like, Ike, I want to involve more of the community in some of the shows because I think that's entertaining. I think that uh, like having uh, having shows that show the process. Like maybe having a you know a a mentor or something paired with each one of those those people and and showing having a live reaction to something that happened good or something that happened bad you know maybe they win the 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 millie maker like a, there's there's all sorts of options but just showing that and having people be entertained as they learn you know maybe someone would never click the video. That it would never come to Roto Grinders typically, but maybe they see the video up uh, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, and they they watch this clip of these people. It's like an entertaining episode of like the with the Pawn Stars and uh, like trying to whatever like further your bankroll, and they learn something while they're doing it. And on the flip side, it gives some pretty cool opportunities as well to uh to some of the members of the community so uh yeah it's gonna be like a robin hood see what you do with it come back to us uh a robin hood mixed with uh like espn dream job remember espn dream job remember that i back do in the remember that where they had all the uh announcer I, you probably remember it more than more than me because because that was your cup of tea back then yeah yeah there was uh i remember that a good bit and i think that that's kind of uh Potentially what we're looking at here in terms of maybe giving people an opportunity to uh, to compete and play. I don't say at a level that they're not accustomed to, but uh, yeah, I, I know where we're going with this. And uh, I'm pretty pumped if we can actually yeah. pull it off. So, yeah, $1 million. $1 million. What do you think about the, uh, the industry in general right now? You know, there's a lot of... Uh, 
you know, a lot of conjecture about, you know, where things are going. Uh, and I'm actually really, uh, things have turned here a good bit for me. Um, you know, we see this company in draft and, and I actually think draft is going to be central, believe it or not, in a lot of the stuff you do on Fantasy Insiders. I mean, this best ball content that we have has been tremendous. And the games themselves, I mean, they're highly addicting. They're fun to play. You can play for three bucks and you're drafting a team live. And, you know, that site is spending, you know, millions of dollars this year to gain more customers. And you know it as well as I do, you know, if you're running a any sort of live draft sort of site, you have to have lots of liquidity. So therefore you're not waiting around. And I think they're going to solve that problem really, really quickly. And I think that best ball game is something that, you know, you can play year round and it allows people to, uh, to still have some, you know, monetary skin in the game in, in fantasy football in January, February, March. It might sound stupid to a lot of you out there, but Let's face it, it's I don't care who you are. I think it's more fun to be drafting when you have something on the line. And even if you're drafting in in February, guess what? Everybody's still in the same place. Nobody has more information than the other guy in regards of what the future holds. Obviously, that's the research that what we're trying to accomplish with it. But uh, I think that market is going to grow tremendously. I mean, we were just waiting for a site to to do it and draft did it and they did an exceptional job. And I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, definitely, and and they're gonna they're gonna create more features that I think allow sites like Fancy Insiders to uh, to capitalize off of it. Where you know you can have a dashboard and you can see uh, the players that you've drafted, or or maybe even draft from Fancy Insiders, like with with their API. Like there's um, there's all sorts of stuff. Seasonal fantasy football is not just one season now. It's not just no. the fall. It's now everything in and you see the seasonal side of things expanding as far as it's not your traditional ppr half point ppr now you have the uh, super flex leagues now you have the dynasty leagues that are getting more and more popular you have the best ball sites that will start up right after the nfl draft um it, it, you've got all these sites or all these different ways to play because let's face it the this the seasonal industry is is pretty mature yeah and you've got a lot of people playing and you get a lot of people that are honestly used to one one style of game they want to venture out and they want to add another you know they want just like people to with uh with their daily fantasy games the reason why that DraftKings has this billion dollar uh free roll like or billion dollar free roll (laughs) i think you could hear the air quotes i was using just now uh so you you have the um uh, you know people they they want people to play from the from the daily side of things you know i i I feel good i think i think it's gradually going to improve i think sites have learned a lot from the mistakes that they've made you know um this has been just one big learning opportunity i think for everybody I still think that daily fantasy is going to be very, very popular. Obviously, there's the the whole sports betting stuff that could potentially open up, which I think is just going to aid in the different games. Because yep. even even people that the sports bet, like the sports betting is is fun, and there's parlays whatnot, whatnot. But listen, there's no there's no comparison as far as sweating games 
daily fantasy versus sports betting. Not so, even close. Yeah, I think it opens up some some even doors further on down the road. But you've got all sorts of um, opportunities in the daily space. I still think that there is uh, is room for these hybrid leagues. I was glad to see FanDuel come out with that this year. Um, I still think there's room for an auction based draft uh, as well. Uh, you got the you got the pickup. Like if they bring out like if DraftKings brings out the pickem, which was what Draft Street and, uh, and and kind of Draft Day used to. Draft Day used to have two players. Like you pick the pick five. Remember that? Yeah. You, you would uh, they give you two options each tier, and if you got all five right, you, you Star would Street as well. Yeah, Star Street did. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Uh, Star Street with because people may not realize that Peter Jennings CSU ran was with Star Street at the very beginning, which is where Jer- Jeremy Levine, the head of draft, started. Uh, but uh, Peter, a couple of times, put the wrong player in. It was like the same. I forget who it even was. But it was the same name, but the wrong team. So you immediately had a free square there. Um, and <laughs> one night... I think one night he he cost that site uh, a, a few bucks, but there, yeah. If we if we can roll out the pick'em again, like start like Draft Street did, let's roll out some of the other stuff that they did. As far as you know, let's let's have more drafts, more live drafts, because like you said, they have the, the the liquidity. Let's also roll out the Draft Street feature that you could search for players above you that had a certain player in the game. Oh, that was such a great feature. And uh, and no site for whatever reason has it. FanDuel, DraftKings, like if if you're fifth in a qualifier, you you could you could have searched for like Blake Griffin to see who above you had Blake Griffin. It'll give a check mark to all the people like in the top you know whatever that that had that player. Like like those are some of the features that I think they can still implement. I want to see uh, open APIs uh, and further APIs so that sites like RG can capitalize off that and create even cooler stuff like this is the stuff i want to see in the industry but the industry's not going anywhere not by a long shot it's uh, i think it's just kind of getting its its rebirth going this year yeah i, I kind of uh, am with you and you know i'll be surprised if DraftKings and maybe fanduel but certainly DraftKings doesn't adopt a kind of best ball format themselves post nfl oh, yeah. season I mean, this year like i mean oh, it, yeah. it's it's silly not to. You know, I know people will look at it and be like, it's all about churn. They don't want money locked up. But I think the people, I think it's it's kind of like separate entities here. Like, I don't look at my best ball games that I'm playing on draft right now and remotely looking at it in the same light that I do my regular kind of drafts, my day-to-day drafts that I do. Like, just completely separate. Like, I, I do the, the, the best ball games as entertainment for an evening where the wife went to bed early. There's nothing on TV. I'm going to do some drafts here. And you know what? In four months from now, if I win those drafts, great. I get a whole bunch of money in my account. But I think there's not a lot of people who are really using those kind of funds in the same light that they're playing DFS. So um, I think that it they'd be silly not to kind of attack that market and kind of get a jump start in, on, on the fantasy football world much earlier. So I'd expect them to do that. You know, I've been saying that they should have been doing this, the snake drafts for a while. I get that it's hard to build out, but I'm also wondering if, you know, draft coming to market 
is going to kind of uh, oh, it'll push them. change their tune a little bit and say, hey, let's let's invest in this because clearly there's a market for that when you've got liquidity of players. I mean, there's a market for it when Draft Street was around, you know, five years ago. You know, <laughs> they, they, they offered 10-man drafts that would fill. Today, with the number of players that we have, those games would be, you know, in, in football season this year on draft, I think like 10 mans are going to be filling, you know, in like less than a minute, you know. And, or, and, and there's a market for even like in-season stuff. I, I know that's a, a large undertaking, but here's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of the seasonal sites that are out right now that you have to pay to play, uh, first of all, the, the the rake is just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it, they they take like people think that DFS is bad. It's like thirty to forty percent. <laughs> CBS is like forty percent. It's insane. Right. It's bad. Um, and most of the current sites right now, they just have not invested into either a design or b technology, and um, you know they're they're being kind of left behind. And I think with the resources that uh, that that DraftKings and FanDuel and uh, and Draft is having now, like I think they could build a cool seasonal product. And again, you can mirror stuff and and implement stuff from the daily side of things. But even look at, I mean, if if DraftKings is selling ads, right? If if they're selling ads on their site, if if FanDuel is selling ads. They could get a lot of people to sign up for their their money season long leagues if they started it, and uh, you know and and have a spot to to advertise those those boogie cousins uh, prank videos. <laughs> and and I'm not gonna lie here too. And I think one criticism I really have, like I think Fanduel's restructuring of their of their season long leagues are great, but yeah. it, how crazy is it? Like I I think there's this concept that everybody has friends, that everybody has friends who want to play fantasy sports. And that's not 100% true. Like, it it makes no sense to me why you wouldn't roll out public leagues for people to jump in. Because I'll tell you right now, I would love to be playing in more of those uh, on a public setting. But the only way you can play in those kind of season-long DFS hybrid leagues are via invites. Now, clearly, like, you know, I kind of have a platform. I've got, you know, a lot of followers on Twitter. I could probably do that. But I also Sick brag, bro. It was a that was a major, major, major brag. Um, but most people don't, and they might want to be able to play those games, and they can't do it. And it makes no sense not to have a public lobby on those kind of season long leagues. I think it's a huge, huge fail by FanDuel on that on that front. And and the sad thing for me is like this is year two of that. Like I, I think their first iteration had flaws. They fixed some of those flaws this year, but it shouldn't take three years to get a product right. And, you know, I, I think that's that's the problem with some of these DFS sites is they're not, I almost feel like they're not reaching out to players and garnering the, the suggestions on, on what they should build. They get too much stuck in their in their head. This is the way it has to be. And then you get situations like DraftKings last year with late swap and them taking it out and it was a complete disaster. And Right. I mean, I uh, hopefully, hopefully we learn from those things, but um, and, and hopefully draft pushes the the boundaries even more to to show that we can do, you know, a, as an industry. And I, I think another example of why uh, fantasy insiders and RG will be 
a uh, an important pipeline because a lot of people will come to Fancy Insiders later on down the road and uh, and be introduced to rotor grinders and be you know implemented there. And, and if the sites come out with these hybrid leagues, then boom, we we have already some yep. some great opportunities there. But uh, on the flip on the flip side, like we're going to be capitalizing at first to to introduce the the rotor grinders customers to Fancy Insiders. So. Uh, hopefully it'll be a a very good back and forth. But like I, I remember being uh, last year, and this was like dead serious for like a, a few seconds. It first started like kind of a joke, when, and we're like, okay, let's do this. But you know, was talking to um, Adam Levitan and Drew Dinkmeyer and and Al Zeidenfeld and, and uh, Andrew Wiggins, guys that are are good buddies uh, of mine, and we were talking, and we we're like, man, we should build a best ball site. And then, like we 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 started looking into it. Like we started looking into what would what that would require the the initial investment because we knew that there was going to be some spots to uh, to do that. There was going to be an entry because you know there was only one site doing it. That you know, uh, and and there they just didn't look like they were trying to uh, to really increase the brand that they were doing, they just were happy rolling it out as a part of their seasonal product. And so we thought there was a good opportunity to kind of get in there with good design. And then I remember at the, the RG party in Nashville last year, talking to, to Jeremy, their draft. I'm like, have you, have you thought about um, best ball stuff? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we'll have it on the docket. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure how serious you are right now because how nonchalant, you just act with that answer, but I think it'd be really important. So, long, you know, long story short, I'm glad Jeremy is a, you know, he is definitely a visionary. He capitalized on this. I'm excited to see how on how he does in the future. Like he he found his niche, and I think he's going to expand that into broader horizons, especially with uh, the the Patty Power behind him. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's the key nice though to too, because like. Typically, I think the biggest the biggest thing that people spoke about, or my biggest thing about innovation was if somebody builds something good, by the time they get to a level of of trying to get it to a mass market, FanDuel and DraftKings will replicate it and basically squash them like the cockroach that they are, to uh, quote uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. But that didn't happen in this case, and and I think that you know Jeremy was able to you know go out and get an unbelievable partner out there in Patty Power Betfair, who's you know what six billion euro market cap. Like they've got money to spend. They were trying to get a footprint here in this uh, in this country, and uh, and I feel like if you know if he waited a year. Uh, and FanDuel and DraftKings had already come out with their own kind of draft app, their own sort of best ball, their own, basically, they have built that product. I don't think Jeremy, would, I don't think it would have worked. I think so, I think that people would have been like, I've already got a place to play. And yeah. he took advantage of that. And that's kudos to him. But how much does that fall on the sites for, I mean, let's face it, they knew that he was building that, didn't they? I mean, you think it simply boiled down to, oh, we're not worried about it? Or... I mean, there's always something to be said for keeping out competition, if you can, by beating them to the punch. And neither right. of them did it. And, if, and you know, not to play revisionist history, but if they did do it, 
that uh, they would have had a lot better case on that merger because they would immediately be in the season long territory. That's that that that's my thing. Like if like that was I feel like an easy thing. Well, e- easy, quote unquote, it would have been a thing to implement that would have given them a much better shot at the uh, the whole no monopoly thing because they would have immediately been in the season long territory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole different a conversation for another day. Don't get me started on that. I'll be here all for the rest of your life. I'll be here. <laughs> he is David Kitchen, FantasyInsiders.com. Um, all the uh, season-long stuff that we are offering this year is going to be absolutely free, right? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to have weekly rankings and stuff like that on the site. Yeah, we'll have rankings. We'll have tiers. We'll have cheat sheets. Uh, we'll have uh, familiar faces. Again, uh, with a, a podcast uh, about to start up. So as soon as we get the transition done, we'll be focused on, on the season uh, long side of things. If you have any ideas, if um, if you're a college kid out there, we're going to set up an internship. Even better if you're located in, in Nashville. But uh, we we had uh, our uh, the intern Addy last year uh, or this this past summer. He's been great. I want to incorporate more of that stuff. And uh, if if you have ideas, that stuff, just reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to us, anybody, really, and it'll probably get to me. Post it in the forums. We'll, we'll hopefully have some sort of sign-up page for that as well. All right. He is Soccer Dave, David Kitchen, with us here today on the uh, Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. You'll be seeing him all over the place uh, at RG, fantasyinsiders.com, and Really excited to uh, transition some of their DFS content into our premium this year. Thanks a lot, David. And, uh, you know, I don't want to wish you good luck because, you know, I have high expectations here of you. So it's not going to take luck. It's going to take hard work. And uh, looking forward to working with you again, bud. It's been too long. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck in your matchups, Dan. (laughs) You nailed it. All right, we ran a little bit long with our good friend David, so uh, let's get to the slate here for you on this uh, Wednesday night. Uh, before we do, quick thank you to Quicken Loans, great supporter of this podcast. It's Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family, and that's why they've created Rocket Mortgage. Now, Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home, refinancing your existing home, and it's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. So if you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th with Rocket Mortgage, you can get that transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient, and our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to your real mortgage, approval minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Uh, apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please check out rocketmortgage.com slash roto. That's rocketmortgage.com slash roto. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, we're going to give you the Reader's Digest version of the slate breakdown for you here on this uh, Wednesday night. Um, Pitching-wise, uh, this is what you need to know. You've got Corey Kluber out there. You've got Luis Severino out there. Uh, 12-7 for Kluber on DraftKings. 12-3 for Severino. These two are clearly the most talented pitchers here on the slate. Kluber's last start was a little bit of a letdown. He gets a tougher matchup versus the Red Sox, but 
Prior to that start, the guy was electric, and I think he kind of can get back to that here once again against Boston. Uh, can you fit both of these guys in a lineup? Uh, I did it on Lineup Builder, and it left me with names like Juan Centeno, Dusty Coleman, Sean Rodriguez. So yes, you can do it, but if you think that you know, you're going to win GPPs with Juan Centeno, Sean Rodriguez, Dusty Coleman... Um, I would probably think differently. I think you can choose one of these two guys. Getting them both is probably going to be a little bit more difficult. So we've got to find a few alternative options here. Uh, Andrew Heaney and Luke Weaver are the value guys that kind of pop here this morning. I just question on how far Luke Weaver is going to pitch in this game. Um, if I knew he was going to get like 95 pitches, I'd probably give him a look here today against the San Diego Padres. Uh, yesterday, Lance Lynn uh, chalk night blew up and it should have, I think I mentioned that, like, uh, I felt bad that I ended up, um, playing him in a couple of my games. Cause I just, you know, I didn't like him at all. He just had zero upside in that matchup. Weaver's a pretty decent pros uh, prospect there for the Cardinals. And, uh, he, you know, he's had a cup of coffee in the big leagues already, but he's cheap enough where I think he's in play for us, uh, on this slate. Andrew Heaney, again, minus 145 favorite against the Rangers. I don't mind him, this lefty, um, here today. Again, 5.3. That's going to allow you to get the bats that you really, really want. So uh, I kind of would prefer to kind of go down and, and get one of those guys from the cheap seats, match them up with uh, either a Kluber or a Severino. Um, and I, I, I'm fine with either of them, to be honest with you. you. know, Severino is a stronger favorite than Kluber, and he's on the road today. And the Yankees should be in a really good position to pick up the win. And Severino um, really has turned into an excellent starter this year for the Yankees. The one off the – I don't say off the wall pick, but the one guy that I think could pitch well today – uh, could be Irvin Santana for the White or for the Twins versus the White Sox. Again, a highest total in that game, but you know, I'm just not sold on that White Sox offense at all. And uh, and Irvin Santana, you know, he's definitely can provide you, you know, 20 uh, DraftKings point games. It's been a while, uh, but he's got a 26, a 23, a 37 mixed up in there. Um, and against the White Sox, I think this isn't a bad spot for him at home, but he's not that cheap over there on DraftKings at uh, 9K today. Over on FanDuel, a little bit cheaper at 8,600, but I think that's a matchup that uh, that we can kind of take advantage of. So uh, that's kind of the path for me at starting pitching in terms of the bats for us uh, today. Obviously, it kind of depends on, on where you're looking. I think that the uh, Yankees are in an excellent spot today against Jordan, Jordan Zimmerman, and I'm kind of the Todd Frazier whisperer. I kind of called a dong yesterday, but I think he got a triple. Like, that's pretty good. So, uh, you know, the Yankees here against Zimmerman, uh, from top to bottom, they look really sexy. You get guys like Aaron Hicks today at under 4K, Judge at 4-6 against Zimmerman, Gary Sanchez hit one yesterday. So I'm back on the Yankees bandwagon a good bit today and uh, and think that they can you know put up some offensive firepower against a guy who's been one of the worst pitchers in the league in my eyes this year in, in Jordan Zimmerman who's you know kind of been around all that long um, the Cubs today against uh, Wojciechowski another team that scored a pile of runs yesterday but didn't really hit many deep uh, wind seems to be blowing out out there in Cincinnati I'm not too interested in Reds today Mike, Mike Montgomery's sneaky decent like he's never a guy who's going to win you anything but not a guy that you want to stack against in my opinion 
Um, I kind of overlooked Zach Godley a little bit today too, but he's too expensive to me at 9-7. Uh, it's just, here's a, here's a memo to you from me. Let's not play, uh, Mets today. No more Estrubal Cabrera, no more Travis Darno, no more Wilmer Flores. I'm tired of playing these guys and them doing squadoosh in my lineup. So uh, I'm going to kind of avoid that one potentially, uh, like the plague. Uh, the Seattle Mariners against R.A. Dickey, um, not a bad spot there out in Atlanta. Uh, nether wind blowing out, 83 degrees, and, uh, you know, team total right around five today. The Twins, you know, as I kind of said yesterday, uh, I said, like, uh, I think the Twins can score some runs. I just, just can't figure out where it's going to come from. Now, they didn't score that many yesterday, but uh, Polanco had a home run, Vargas had a home run, Rosario had a home run, so they had three home runs in that lineup, but again, it gets back to the same thing I talked about yesterday, like good luck figuring that out. James Shields, a garbage pitcher, so I think if you want to roll, um, you know, a a guy like Brian Dozier in cash games, it makes a a ton of sense today. If Kenny Vargas is in the lineup again at, what, 3-6, against James Shields. I really like the value there. Even Jason Castro today at under 3K on DK um, and cheap on Fantasy Draft is uh, a guy to look at tonight. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, all he does is hit home runs. He's on the slate today, so he's going against Mark Leiter Jr. Um, Not a, I don't say a blood relative, but not the son of Al Leiter. Okay, I made that mistake on radio once and kind of got made fun of, but uh, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton is absolutely locked in at the play. He's 5,700. He and Mike Trout. The funny thing is, if you put Heaney and Weaver together in a lineup, you can basically get anybody and everybody that you might want onto your team today. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go that... I'm not going to punt that far here today. Uh, some underpriced guys. Jose Bautista at just 3,100 against uh, Austin Pruitt today. Looks way too cheap. Uh, Matt Carpenter. I think he's a great cash game play for you. Uh, in particular on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings. Um, moderate salary for him in a matchup versus Chassin. He's been dreadful versus lefties pretty much this season, but uh, versus righties, he's been just fine, and uh, I like him a good bit. Caleb Cowart is a guy who's kind of been sneaky good if uh, if memory serves. Now, nobody gets excited about rostering guys batting in the nine hole, but um, this guy has, uh, I guess, home runs in two of his last four games and uh, might be a GPP flyer for you. Uh, 4,500 on Fantasy Draft, 2,300 over there on DraftKings against Andrew Kashner. Um, Obviously not a guy. It's a core play for you, but if you need a crapper because you're paying up for pitching, uh, there's another uh, option for you today. Uh, We saw Jan Jervis kind of go crazy uh, last night, 3,400, six RBIs. Anytime you get a cleanup hitter, um, and if you don't think, if you're not on Luke Weaver today, you know, playing some Solarte at that lineup order at that price point, not the worst move there. They're probably going to have a lot of time in that bullpen there for um, St. Louis, especially if Weaver's on any sort of pitch count, which I think he might be. Uh, so take, uh, give him much consideration today. Uh, Reese Hoskins, another guy that we got to look at, uh, over on FanDuel, 3,100, DraftKings, 38, Fantasy Draft, 76. And uh, he's starting to, you know, live up a little bit to the hype. Three consecutive games with home runs. 
been double digits uh, FanDuel points in four of his last five games. So he is still underpriced against Justin Nicolino, who uh, people will say is one of the worst starters out there. Phillies could be an interesting stack today. We don't have a game total on this one right now, but you look at the salaries on these guys. Cesar Hernandez, 3.3. Galvis, 3.7. Hoskins, 3.8. Franco, 3.0. Uh, that's too cheap against uh, a guy who I think uh, achieves gas can status and Justin Nicolino. So I know nobody ever feels good about stacking Phillies, and that kind of bodes for me as well. But but if you want to get top pitching options, that's maybe one path to being able to do so. Uh, all right, and let me see if we've got any uh, quickie FanDuel plays for you. A uh, couple of value options. Again, if you're paying up for pitching over there, you can get Brandon Moss at just 2.3K um, against Senzatala, who has really not been good. He got off to that really good start this year, and that might be a sneaky game to look at. Nine and a half out there in Kansas City is a fairly big number at a with the wind blowing in at 76 miles or 76 degrees. So uh, I don't hate some Kansas City Royals one-offs. Brandon Moss in particular, super cheap over on FanDuel at 2.3K. And uh, even Trevor Story on the opposite side at 2.5 uh, at a shortstop position, which isn't a whole lot of fun to roster. Uh, give them some consideration today. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of covering who the guys that I'm kind of looking at today. So play your Yankees, play some Phillies today. Tommy Joseph on FanDuel, 2100. Nice punt for you if you're playing Corey Kluber to get in some big bats. Uh, don't mind him. Uh, so there you go. I uh, want to thank David Kitchen of Fantasy Insiders, now part of Roto Grinders, for joining us in this uh, conversation about industry, what he has planned moving forward. Um, great guy. You're going to see a lot of him. I know we've got so many new members since he's been here, but uh, if you're not familiar with him, uh, great personality, sharp mind, and going to be adding a lot of fun things to the Roto Grinders platform, which uh, which we're excited about. So, um, but that does it for me. Back again tomorrow, um, I believe on a Thursday. So we'll have to check how many games we've got on that one. Uh, definitely check out the morning grind. Though Stevie will have you covered for the uh, split slate of games that we have on Thursdays. So he will cover all the early games for you on that podcast. Thanks again for checking us out uh, here. Give us a review over there on iTunes. And until next time, I'm Sam Bach wishing you best of luck knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only.